Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Steven Universe Fan Podcast. This is episode 127, and today we'll be talking about Storm in the Room. I'm GC13. And I'm Sophia. So, to talk about emotional gut punches in this episode. This episode was a long time coming. My proposal, and this is kind of, I think many people will agree with me, my proposal is maybe add a little part to the Don't Cost Nothing song, because I know something that does cost something song that Steven could use great use of, and it's probably a psychiatrist. Like, let's yeah. get that poor boy some therapy. Yeah, we, we, we he really should start like a GoFundMe. He doesn't need to be funded, though. He has Greg. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Mr. Mm-hmm. Greg could, like, buy him all the finest therapy. <laughs> I think someone said something along the lines of, like, Steven needed therapy by cat fingers. At this point, he needs a whole team of specialized psychiatrists. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe he should go back to the zoo just so he can kick back and not worry about anything for a while. You know, the Famethyst has him covered. Well, he might have to worry about all those bubbled rose quartzes in the diamond room. Mm. Oh, yeah, just being there would remind him of those. Ugh. Or being discovered as the host of Rose Quartz's gem. Yeah, yeah. All I know is that when the Famethyst inf- inevitably comes to Earth, they gotta hook him up. They, the Famethyst, that can't be the only time we see them. They have to come back. The, the crew said they're not in favor of making one-off characters, so we'll get more. Hopefully. Hopefully. Well, we're talking about the last Steven Bomb again. Right now we have all of it's coming crashing down. I'm actually surprised at how continuous all these episodes were. Like, they all ended right as the next episode began. Yeah. They do they do that every so often. One episode flows neatly into the next. I guess we're still dealing with the aftermath. Mm-hmm. No, Steven is. You know, speak, speaking of the aftermath, I know this is a really, really minor thing to key in on, but I really liked the sound effect as he removed the uh, earrings from his ears. So they're just really powerful magnets. He didn't actually get his ears pierced. Hmm. hmm. That was was interesting how, you know, they could have removed those earrings at any time. I wonder if, like, the zoo, if they're, like, deactivated once you leave the zoo, and that's why Steven could remove them, or the humans at the zoo could have removed their earrings at any time, and they just didn't. Well, they seem to like the little voice. Why would they want her to go away? Curiosity? Hmm. I mean, they don't really seem to... They they have a bit of curiosity, but not about the kind of things that the gems wouldn't want them to be curious about, you know? Hmm. I mean, it's really it's really hard. I, I, I guess that's... Ooh, that's a big discussion, actually. Okay, we're talking about the zoo again. We really shouldn't. Yeah, yeah, we really should. (laughs) We have this huge episode with so many many developments done, and we're talking about the zoo again. I think the hugest thing from this episode was that they did the Peanuts football gag, which as soon as I saw Rose or Figment Rose set that football up, it's like, oh yeah, it's coming. I mean, watching it again, I noticed that the music changed, and it's like, oh "Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were telegraphing that so hard. That... That joke didn't really land with me. I'm not. I'm, I didn't like it that much. The joke was funny if you were anticipating it. It's like, oh, they're gonna do it. Well, I was anticipating it. Like, I knew the second that she said it, that's football. I'm like, oh my god, it's gonna be a Charlie Brown thing. And just, I don't know, it just wasn't that funny for me. Like, it could have been done without, but I don't know. I think I think the fact that it was a wink done with a wink and a nod helped. 
I don't know. I like that Rose can mess with Steven and it's still all fun and games. I like the fact that they have an arm wrestling simulation based off of Lonely Blade. And uh, a, lo- a while ago, I can't remember, I think it was on Twitter, one of the Crooniverse said that Lonely, or Lonely Blade either was or could be a movie adaptation based off of a TV show. And so here now we find out that, yes, the Lonely Blade movies are movies of a TV show. Oh, okay. Okay. Wow. I didn't even know that was unconfirmed. Because <laughs> well, all we'd ever seen was Lonely Blade movies. We had never seen anything about uh, about any ongoing series. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. New, new episodes. It's probably an old anime. Hmm. So, yeah, I think it was a live-action adaptation of an anime was what they said it could be. Oh, yeah, you're right, because since it's all a cartoon, we don't know if it's live-action or, or anime. Huh. Well, I mean, I think we can I think we can guess that uh, Crying Breakfast Friends is a cartoon, but Camp Pining Hearts, I'm assuming, is live-action. Yeah, yeah, because they got... Hmm. Hmm. Another thing that didn't really sit well with me, like, I didn't hate it, but I didn't really like it that much, was how Connie's worry about her mom was only as a tool to make Steven feel more conflicted about not having a mom. Yeah, the, it's like when they, it's like a less subtle version of when they did the human beings in, uh, yeah. what was it, We Need to Talk? That part I did like. That part did hit very well, but this one... Oh, I, just, I know, I liked it, I liked it in We Need to Talk, but it was just, they dragged it on a lot yeah. in this one. And I mean, I don't know where she comes up with multi-hulled watercraft. <laughs> a sponge. Oh, what was it? It was, uh, this, it's kind of the same situation as Mindful Education, where Connie's conflict was only, like, existing and brought up because it needed to develop Steven's conflict. Oh, yeah. And, again, they had a much better Connie conflict that they could have used, but they decided not to go with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Decided to just, like, I don't know, do a one-off thing. Well, no, they, they, could, have, they could have had the thing with Jeff, but they could have explored more of it, but it's like, no, we, we gotta develop Steven, forget about what we're turning Connie into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I, I do think that was a missed opportunity with Connie. Um, and then again with this, it felt like they were really, really hard on... I mean, uh, I saw the preview that got uh, leaked out, and it's like, you know that pretty much as soon as that's over, that Dr. Maheshwaran's going to show up, because we know the episode isn't about the case of the missing mother, it's mm-hmm. about the case of the mother that was never there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, um... As we said before, it's about freaking time. Like, I remember there was this one thing from Official Cartoon Network where Rebecca was saying, why is now the time for Steven to confront his mother in the room? And Rebecca said, you know, we really wanted that that, that heavy stuff to pile on. Yeah. It's interesting. It didn't really go the way we were expecting it to. Like, Steven actually tried to meet his mom and actually tried to get to know her and play the mother-son role. Now we're left wondering how much of that was real and how much of that was, as Stephen said, how he wants her to be. I think it was all 100% fake. There was no real actual Rose projecting herself into the room. No, but like the room knowing what Rose was like and therefore, you know, showing, you know, this is probably what Rose would do if she were here. That's Um, what I'm asking about. 
I think what it did is it took its experiences of Rose, and it took what Stephen wanted to experience from Rose, and combined those together. Because the room does some strange stuff. Like, back in Rose's room, you saw the ending of his, you know, Golf Quest minigame was, like, really abrupt and goofy and used basically... Well, actually, no, it did use some video that we didn't see before the TV got shattered, so it did make something up, but it was, it was again, just a quick, goofy, abbreviated thing. And then in this episode, we got um, Rose basically redoing the whole every creature has a unique experience, except she's talking about sports now. So that's, that's obviously uh, like family and friendship and honesty values and no one got arrested. I think it was, um, yeah, yeah, it was definitely, she started becoming a little bit of a parody of herself. Because that wasn't, like, actually Rose meeting him. And something something that I want to bring up that just absolutely blew me away was just how tiny Steven is compared to his mother. Oh, like, yeah. when he's sitting there with his little arms up against his chest and he's blushing and Rose walks up to him and shakes his hand, he's so tiny! She could pick him up with one hand. That little boy... And his big mom, and I loved it. And I like he was so cute this episode, Stephen. In yeah. that scene where he's like quietly contemplating how to eat his macaroni, he's a little, <laughs> a little and precious, and mm, my adorable son. I love him. Yes, I, I, Rose had moves though while she was doing that parody speech about how wonderful each sport is. Oh my god! Yeah, that animation of her running was like. Almost hysterical. There was so much effort put into her running like that. Like her hair shaking and her feet running and her dress like billowing behind her. It, wow. We need to get somebody who can do a good uh, football caster voice and uh, to just do take that video track and then commentate over talking about, you know, her physicality and her athleticism. <laughs> you know, you're really seeing that on full display today. You know, that kind of a speech that they like to do. That'd be great. I wonder if Steven's going to pull his move of questioning Rose about her decisions. He's been keeping that one in his pocket for a while, Chip. I think we might see it today. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just sports commentary over Steven Universe episodes. Why isn't this a thing? Like those um, Avatar extras that they had for a while of the bubbles, but instead it's just a really loud, obnoxious person <laughs> commenting <laughs> over the whole show. <sighs> Man, put that as a special feature on the DVD, I dare you. <laughs> they don't have the guts. Hmm. So it's interesting. Something that I did notice, and it's such a small detail, but it actually really struck with me, was Steven, in his, like, the, the phone video of Steven had his default color palette, while Steven himself had the Rose Rose's Room color palette. So because even all the, the lighting, lighting isn't real, yeah. yeah. So I noticed that just like all the shades in his clothes and skin was just a touch different because even the lighting from the room isn't real. That does make me wonder about the room. Like if it's not projecting stuff that you see, it's projecting things directly into your mind. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like apparently the whole temple does. I don't know. We need to see Steven whip his phone out for a selfie in another room of the temple. I'm assuming like... Amethyst's room would be fine. The stuff is in, in there is real. I'm assuming that rock is real. If it's not, then that's a huge revelation about what the temple really is. Hmm. 
Because if that rock isn't even real, then that completely removes the possibility that any part of the temple is a pre-existing place. It's all just, we made this. It's all conceptual. Hmm. The temple's still a mystery to us after all this time. I think it's a mystery to the Kruniverse, like... Oh, there, there better be written in, like, the Steven Universe Bible somewhere, like, what, <laughs> what its deal is. I mean, I don't want a full map of every room in the temple or anything, but, like... GC! Okay, I, I want it, but, like, I don't expect to ever get it, is what I'm saying. Well, it can't be, like, a, an accurate map. I feel like everything kind of shifts around and isn't mm. really solidly situated relative to anything else, like the heights of Steven and the gems and the other characters. Well, we know that you can always slide down from Rose's room into the into the basement, and we have no reason to believe that that waterfall has ever changed course from going into Amethyst's room, hmm. which leads to the Crystal Heart, because they did that in two different episodes, got from Amethyst's room to the Crystal Heart, so I think that the I think they're all in the same place. I think, like, maybe the pathways from room to room... But, like, the amount of time it takes to get there, the size of the rooms, the mm. everything. Oh, it hmm. is bigger on the inside. Not <laughs> set in stone. Ha ha. Ha ha. Ha. <laughs> so we were talking, you, you mentioned mindful education earlier, and I did like how Stephen and then later Rose took a moment to think. And Connie. You have to, yeah, they just, everybody's. I think I think Stephen and Rose just had their hands in their lap. Connie was definitely doing the. Oh Garnet yeah, thing. Connie. Connie was definitely hearkening back to the lessons that Garnet taught. Mm-hmm. But I, I think Stephen and Rose kind of hearkened back to it, not as hard as Connie did. Connie was literally like, "Use your training. Use your training." Mm-hmm. Oh, man, Rose, like her face during the whole thing, she looked so sad and tired. Like it broke my heart. Uh, well, while well, Stephen's hurling accusations at her. No, before, like, when they're playing and when she's talking to him, like, she just... She didn't seem sad. She's like, so tell me about this game. It's it's basically like, yes, I'm using this as an opportunity to get to know my son better. This is what mothers are supposed to do when they play games with their children. But she just, like, her eyes are always, like, droopy, and she was like, oh, that's mm. just wonderful. Like, she was talking, it was, like, mournful, almost. Mm. I don't know, I, I could have gotten bored, but I don't really get mournful out of it. Hmm. I want to know how that room works. Yeah, me too, me too. Also, another minor thing that a lot of people have really latched onto is Steven with pink hair. Yes, I, I am. I was not disappointed in the internet. I was like, we're going to see photoshops of Steven with pink hair soon, and we got it. He does look adorable with hair, pink hair, though. I mean, I, I, sense, I sense a Funko Pop opportunity. Hmm. I mean, like... I would love to see him with pink hair, but I don't know, like, what message that would send. That's why you just do it in the merch. You don't have to do it in the show for real. Unless <laughs> unless you want to write him going through a crisis of identity, in which case it would be the perfect symbol that, you know, actually, no, I'm not dealing with this very well at all, in fact. <laughs> Another situation of Stephen's birthday, but instead of growing himself larger, he dyes his hair pink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And the whole gems are like, oh my god, you look so adorable. And people have done fan art of Steven wearing Rose's outfit. Mm-hmm. Either as a dress or like kind of like a tunic robes kind of thing. So I don't know. I think there's some serious potential there. I think Steven looks good with his little color palette. I think mm-hmm. he, he yeah. should learn to be himself. Like I said, if they want to, if they want to have him have an identity crisis, 
then they could do that for a bomb. But, uh, I mean, obviously that would be very unhealthy and they're not going to have him go in an unhealthy direction permanently. Mm-hmm. But they might, they might shift him to the, to the black shirt instead of the red shirt. Oh yeah, the, the Greg shirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of taking on his dad's legacy instead of his mom's. Yeah. Maybe we'll save that for when he's going through his anti-hero rebel phase. <laughs> edgy Steven. Yeah, edgy, <laughs> edgy Steven. Above, he's got the black shirt with the yellow star, and then he's wearing, like, the, a skirt, my white skirt, the rose skirt. No, no, he just needs to be wearing a kilt. <laughs> well, what's the difference between a kilt and a skirt, besides the plaid? Kilts are manlier. Well, define. <laughs> How would that classification work? Who knows? It's all arbitrary. So, Stephen, where, like... Growing up to be like Greg, like Rose, like himself. <laughs> I think he won't. He won't try and emulate his parents very much. I think a lot of this show is him discovering who he is and his place in the world. I think that was like officially even stated by Rebecca. I, I can see the show going that. That's why I'm not sure that they would ever actually go with the Stephen having an identity crisis. I, I think he's kind of past that stage at this point. He's had but like if- twenty identity crises. Is this whole show? Mm. I don't know, he's had a whole lot of uh, crises. I wouldn't say any of them were identity crises. I mean, people were pointing out how very unhealthy it was in the extended theme song, where he says he'll fight to be everything that anyone expects him to be when he's grown. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, I mean, he's still he's still struggling to deal with Rose's legacy at this point, even though I, I think with this episode, he's past the point where he would dye his hair pink and start wearing her outfit. I... I think we're past that. Oh, I don't know if that room exactly fixed anything going on in Steven's mind. It probably made it a lot more plain and apparent, and he's probably approaching the point of understanding his feelings more, but I don't think he's done. I think he's got a lot more yeah. suffering, the poor boy. Oh, I, I, didn't say that, I didn't say that he was fixed. I said that he's at the point where he's not going to go that far. Hmm. hmm. I don't know. I really wish the gems were like more aware of his conflict like it was kind of understood with amethyst where he was like i'm not rose quartz and amethyst was like oh god (laughs) yeah yeah speaking of the other crystal gems just their inclusion in in this episode was so token Mm -hmm. it's like oh "Oh, yeah here's his here's his real family and it's like okay um yeah i did like that part i did like where that ending was going but like it felt a little bit too artificial to me they didn't have enough time i I know If only they hadn't spent so much time. Um, Yeah, we could have done without the football gag if that would have given us more time to have them show up. Mm -hmm. Oh, Amethyst's little roll, her spin dash. Yes, oh, I love that. That Mm. was great. That Mm. was just a great little detail. Truly, I just, mm, I loved it. It's like when Pearl dances away from the fountain in the secret (laughs) team. Just a wonderful little detail. Something that says a lot about their character. Hmm. I like that um, Mrs. Maheshwaran thought that Stephen was at the spa. Ahem. She's a doctor. She didn't go to good medical school to be called Mrs. Dr. Maheshwaran. Priyanka Maheshwaran. But yeah, I, I did I, I did like that. So he's back from the spa. Connie said she told her space, but I guess I guess she was like, uh, coming dressed like that, I, I can think. I can see why she'd think he was back from the spa. <laughs> and then she's like, I didn't say spa, back from space. And she's like, 
Huh. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Like, should I? Is this a is this a sign to raise those parental controls? Oh boy. Uh, hmm. Protecting the city while Stephen is at at the spa is much less risky than protecting the city while Stephen is in space. Yeah. Because you don't go to the spa because things are getting real. Well, I mean, mm. you and I don't like Stephen might, but. Are there any characters vain enough to get a makeover before battle in the show? I don't think there are. Jasper. I can just imagine it now. You know, to be fierce, you gotta look fierce. (laughs) Oh man, because people kept on pointing out that like before battles, she would have eyeliner. I really like this eyeshadow. It really brings out my anger. And remember her cape? Yes, that was an excellent cape. I think Jasper. (laughs) Jasper accessorizes very well. Maybe Peridot. Mm, but not so much to, like, look good, but to, like, look tough. To play the oh, yeah. part. Nothing says tough like alien head boxers. <laughs> She'd have me quivering. I'd imagine her with, like, the boxers and a ladle. And a Camp Pining Hearts t-shirt. <laughs> and, like, a, a bedsheet cape. Yes! I mean, hey, Jasper did it, so uh, why couldn't Peridot? <laughs> hmm. And and sunglasses, obviously, to emulate Yes. Garnet. Am I as cool and aloof as the Garnet? <laughs> <laughs> that is beautiful. Truly. Uh, so, yeah, I, as much as I wish that we could have got Stephen asking to see the war or the shattering of Pink Diamond, uh, I, I, do, I do like what this shows about his character and what he's going through. Mm-hmm. Even if I, I I do think it wrapped it up a little bit too neatly with the bow at the end there. The bow? Um, it's an expression. Oh, okay. I was like, what? Yeah, um, that kind of development that Steven, you know, like, his mom didn't want him to have her problems, yet they inevitably came up and he now has to deal with them is like a big conflict because, you know, that's why Garnet and Pearl never told Steven anything. And they thought that that's what Rose would have wanted, but, you know, now it's too risky to not do so. And Stephen feels lied to. He really should have asked to see what Rose was really like. I mean, isn't that what he asked the room to do? He said, I want to know what my mom was like. No, he said, I want to see my mom. And that was just really too ambiguous to to get any anything kind of substantially. He could have been like, what was she really like? He didn't, have, he didn't learn anything new. Like, Rose didn't tell him anything he didn't already know. So I think that was a big indication that that is why it was all fake. None of it was the real Rose. And I guess that's why the room... I don't know, there there was a tonal shift in how the room's version of Rose acted before and after uh, Stephen did the litany of accusations. However, that might have been the room playing therapist at that point. Or maybe it was the room keying off of his emotions. Who knows? Ugh, poor Stephen. Yeah, poor Stephen. Oh, man. What hit me was that um, when Stephen was about to take a photo, he's like, oh, since this is the first time we've hung out together, let's take mm-hmm. a picture. Like, are there going to be future times? Um, I think there were going to be future times. Now I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Stephen will, like, just summon Rose so we can talk about her and talk to her just to kind of work out his feelings. I don't know. Hmm. I want to talk to Jasper. 
Well, Jasper would be in the in the bubble room. Yep. Well, but when when he said he wanted to talk to Peridot, it brought up a false Peridot. Hmm. So the room, it's very... Because apparently the room knows what's in his head, but at the same time, the room uses exact wording of his instructions and not what he intends. It's weird. Um, I don't know. I think when there's ambiguity, the room sort of, like, does what it can. I don't know. To perpetuate the plot, I guess. It's a... Yeah. Because of reasons. Uh, So, any more things to add? Um, all of the crystal gems, including Steven, need a therapist. Especially Steven. Oh, yeah, Steven. Steven's gone through a lot in his short lifetime. I'm surprised he hasn't, like, aged to adults. Well, I mean, I I guess at the end of so many birthdays, they kind of got that under control. But he he is probably way overdue for for a permanently older appearance. Mm Mm-hmm. I do think he should, like, maybe grow up. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the next episode he'll wake up taller like all that experience really weighed him down and mm-hmm. made him feel older. Because that poor boy, he's, he's not dealing with 14-year-old problems. Oh, yeah. He's dealing with like 10,000-year-old problems. <laughs> I mean, the problems themselves are only like 6,000 years old, but like only a 10,000-year-old should ha- be having to deal with them. Mm-hmm. Ah, but... Next week should be a much more light-hearted episode than this one. Next week is Rocknaldo, where Ronaldo. Oh, come on. It's just Ronaldo trying to find all the rock people in Beach City. Now, it's probably going to be him hunting gems down, but I do I do Pass. kind of cross my fingers and hope for the alternate theory that Ronaldo is trying to start a rock band. Um. Maybe a rock band filled with rock people. Who knows? All I know is Amethyst has to be on drums, or else that will be a continuity mistake. Maybe all the chips are very, um... Huh. Flexible. With what they can play. I'm not looking forward to that episode, GC. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I just bored you to sleep with just my, my very short hopes for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we'll be here to talk about it next week. Until then, I'm GC13. And I'm Sophia. Leave us a review on iTunes. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening.